Turn with me to Isaiah chapter 40 and verse 28. Isaiah 40, 28. Paul wrote to a young man named Timothy. Timothy was a young pastor, and he was struggling with some of the things that he was facing in his ministry. And Paul wrote to encourage him. He said, look, Timothy, remember your mother and your grandmother and the godly life they live. You continue to live a godly life. Remember what was said to you when you were ordained and how God had laid it on someone's heart to share with you about how God was going to bless your ministry. You trust in what God is going to do for your life. And Paul shared those words of encouragement with Timothy to lift him up. But you know, I believe there are some times where there's nothing else that we'll do but to get alone with God and have him lift us up. And... God sometimes will use people. God sometimes will use other things such as radio. Or, uh, but, but there's sometimes we just need to get alone with God and spend some time with him and let him do a work in our hearts to restore the faith that we need. Uh, Isaiah was writing to a group of people that uh, he had given a message of judgment to. But then he says, look, after you go into captivity, God has a plan for you. And I want you to understand that God is not finished with you. And so, I want to show you exactly how God is going to lift you up in the circumstances that you're going to face and how he's going to sustain you through the difficulty of your life. And so he gives him, starting in chapter 40, he gives this message of comfort to God's people. We need to come to Christ for his comforting work. Part of that is coming here to this place, isn't it? Uh, To find encouragement with God's people. And finding encouragement in that small group time in Sunday school is another good thing to do. But that time alone with God is so important as well. The title of my message is God's Comforting Work. And let's read this scripture in Isaiah 40, verse 28. Do you not know... Have you not heard? Yahweh is the everlasting God, the creator of the whole earth. He never grows faint or weary. There is no limit to his understanding. He gives strength to the weary and strengthens the powerless. Youths may faint and grow weary. And young men may stumble and fall. But those who trust in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. God's comforting work. You may need God's comfort emotionally today. I've got news for you. God can comfort you emotionally. The Bible speaks of a peace that passes understanding and a joy unspeakable and full of glory that we find in his presence maybe you need encouragement spiritually maybe you've been struggling spiritually in your life can I tell you greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world and this is the victory that overcomes the world the scripture says even our faith with the shield of faith you shall quench all the fiery darts of the evil one I want you to know 
that God is able. The Bible says that when we have struggle with our old nature, that the Holy Spirit is able to quicken us or bring us to life spiritually so that we have the strength to overcome sin. No matter what area of your life you're struggling, God can meet you where you are and provide comfort for you. Um, God's comforting work, how does God comfort us as we wait on Him? The first thing I want you to see is that He refreshes us. He refreshes us. Look at verse 29. He gives strength to the weary. Have you ever been weary? I mean weary. Not tired, but weary. Physically weary, maybe. Spiritually weary. Maybe you've been giving out, giving out, giving out, and you need a a fresh intake. (laughs) You ever have a car run out of gas? Sometimes we run out of gas as God's people, don't we? We need that fresh intake. Maybe you're weary emotionally. The emotional resources that you usually have have gone, and you're at the end of yourself, and you're weary. You're, you're weary. It's, when you're weary, you put one foot in front of the other, don't you? I remember we used to have uh, exercises in the military, and sometimes we'd, we'd do the 12-hour uh, shift, and then they'd call us back in to work in the, at night. And You know, after uh, several days of that, you're weary. I remember one time I was putting those big cords around those generators all day long. I came home and I laid on the floor and I didn't even count to one before I was just out. Weary. Sometimes you're weary in your walk with God. Lord, I'm at the end of my resources. Lord, how do I continue to go on? And God says, I'm the one who gives strength to the weary. I refresh the weary. Have you ever had a good friend that just spending time with that good friend brought refreshment to your heart? Maybe time with family that kind of restores you and refreshes you. Uh, I can remember when my kids were little, coming home and uh, sitting in the recliner after a difficult day and having uh, problems that I was facing and so forth, and they'd crawl up in my lap and sit in my lap, and it just seemed like all that stress just went away. It was a refreshment with my family uh, sometimes you have a refreshment you ever you, you ever uh, get really thirsty I used to work out in construction and we were working in the middle of the summer inside these units that were not air conditioned and we're just pouring sweat it was hotter in there than it was outside and I remember I got one of those big Gatorades you know the biggest size that you can buy at the convenience store and I tilted it up and I sucked every bit of Flew it out of that thing without taking a pause. I was I was thirsty. <laughs> I was I was weary. Listen, when you come to the end of yourself, God can refresh you. He can give you new strength. Um, I'm so glad that we serve a God who can supply what we need. Uh, one of the great things to do when you're in that situation is to ask God for the refreshment that you need. He knows how to bring that refreshment. Sometimes I need spiritual refreshment. And I'll say, God, you know what I need? Sometimes I don't even know what I need, and, and I'll ask him for it. And God is able to bring that. 
And what I've often found is sometimes God will do it several different ways. There will be a scripture verse in my quiet time that brings refreshment. There will be a radio program I just so happen to turn on. It is, I especially like it when something changes in my schedule that I didn't plan and I happen to be listening to the radio program I usually don't listen to. And guess what? There's an encouraging word from God to refresh. Sometimes it's through Christian fellowship as we share what God is doing in our lives and we share about answered prayer, we share about that scripture that God used to bless us and it brings refreshment. That's why community is so important in the Christian life. But God will do that as you ask him to do so and as you seek him. He said, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. He said, draw near to me and I will draw near to you. You know what I found? When God in his presence descends in a manifest way, the worries go out the window. The stress goes out the window. And there's a renewed energy that comes. I had a situation one time at my last church. I was sitting in the front pew. I was having bad asthma. I told God, and back then I didn't have any notes. Now I jot a few notes in my margin. Back then I didn't have any notes. I said, God, I, I'm so out of it, I don't even remember what my sermon title was, is. I, I just don't know how I'm going to do this, and you're going to have to do this. And, and I got up, and I couldn't even think straight. Got up, prayed, opened my Bible, began to preach. I didn't even think about it. Preached the whole message with not a single problem. Finished, gave the invitation. I'm standing here during the invitation. I feel the asthma coming back. Can I tell you, God can supply what you need. So, he refreshes us. That's one way God comforts us. But secondly, he strengthens us. The second part of verse nine, or verse 29, he strengthens the powerless. He strengthens the powerless. You ever tried to do something that you were unable to do? I once was trying to get a bolt off a harmonic balancer. Some of you know you've done that. And I tried to muscle it. That didn't work. I tried a power tool. That didn't work. I even tried putting a... This was probably really stupid. I don't encourage you to try this at home. But I, I put a breaker bar on that thing and held it with my foot and asked my wife to turn over the engine. Okay? Finally, I, somebody had told me about that trick, and finally he said, but make sure you disconnect the ignition. So finally I thought, well, that didn't work. I'm going to hook up the ignition. So finally I hooked up the ignition, and I said, now if you hear me start yelling, you make sure you turn that car off right away. She turned it over, pop, it broke loose. But guess what? I couldn't do it with my own power. I had to have the power of that engine in order to get it done. Sometimes we reach something that we can't do in our, in our strength. Maybe it's the loss of a loved one. Maybe, maybe it's a challenge at work. Maybe it's a, an illness that we're facing. Whatever it may be, but we face something that we simply do not have the power to face. 
But it says here, he strengthens the powerless. I love the change that came about in the life of the apostles. A few chapters from the end of the Gospels, you find them all fleeing from Jesus as they come to arrest him in the garden. Peter denies him. But then something happens. The Spirit comes at Pentecost. Jesus said, you will receive power. After that, the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you shall be my witnesses. The Spirit comes at Pentecost. And these men who were weak, who could not stand with Jesus when the chips were down, now all of a sudden have all of this boldness and all of this strength and literally turn the world upside down. How's this happen? They were powerless. Jesus gave them a power they didn't have to accomplish the task ahead. He strengthens us. I'm so glad. There have been times God has strengthened me by enabling to do something that I couldn't do in my own strength. I remember a difficult meeting at at a church I used to pastor and and thinking, you know, how, how in the world am I going to go through this meeting? And, and I prayed to God, Lord, would you help me? You know how I am, Lord, and you know this isn't in my wheelhouse, but this is what I need to do. Would you please do this through me? And God answered that prayer. I had p- other people praying for me as well. Entered that meeting, and God supplied exactly what I needed. I have prayed uh, for times when my, when my daughter was sick, Lord, give me the ability to trust you in the middle of this. Whatever it may be, it doesn't matter what the category, God is able to provide. He's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. Jeremiah 33, 3, call unto me and I will answer thee. Show the great and mighty things which thou knowest not. Call unto him for strength. He strengthens us. We find strength through his word. That's one reason you need to be in the word of God. God's word, the Bible says, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Uh, If you neglect God's word, what will happen is you will begin to drift and conform to this world. But if you are regularly in God's word, you'll be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Um, If you fail to draw near to the Lord and to ask for the filling of the Spirit and to, to seek for His control over your life, what you'll find is you will be living in accordance with those old desires, rather than living in his power. But the Bible says that if the Spirit of God lives in you, he who lives in you will quicken your mortal bodies. And what he means by that is, you will be able to resist the sin that you're struggling with in your life. Why? You have God's strength through the power of the Holy Spirit. He strengthens us. There's nothing we could face. Think about teenager David in the Old Testament. Going up to this giant who was nine feet tall. Dressed out in armor, taunting. All the Israelite soldiers were afraid. And this little teenage boy comes up and says, Who is this Philistine, this vile Philistine, that he should defy the armies of the living God? And he takes his sling and a few smooth stones, and he goes up, and and the giant taunts him, and he says, look, in the name of my Lord, who you have taunted, 
I'm going to defeat you. And he takes that sling and he throws that stone and it sinks down in that giant's forehead and he falls dead. Tell me there's not a God. He is able. I think of Jesus walking on the water. The disciples are struggling. They're wrestling against the storm. They don't have the strength to make progress against the waves. Jesus comes to them walking on top of what they're struggling with. Peter says, call me to come to you on the water. And Jesus says, come. And he he comes in his strength for a few steps. And then he begins to look at the waves and begins to sink. And Jesus reaches down and gets him. Jesus speaks a word to the storm in another place. And the Bible says, he says, peace be still. And it's calm instantaneously. That's the power that our God has. You can invite him to strengthen you. Lord, give me strength. Lord, I don't know if I can do this without you. Lord, or more accurately, what Jesus says, apart from me, you can do nothing. I know I can't do this without you, right? Lord, strengthen me with your power. Fill me with your spirit. Give me the energy that I need to do the things you've called me to do. He strengthens you. Are you weary as a parent? Are you weary as a spouse? Are you weary as a worker? Are you weary as a church member? Listen, he can provide you strength. No matter what you face. God's comforting work. How does he comfort us? He refreshes us firstly. He strengthens us secondly. Thirdly he renews us. He renews us. I want to read verse 30 first. And before we get to verse 31. Look at what he says. Youths may faint and grow weary. And young men stumble and fall. Literally young men will surely stumble and fall. Is one way you could translate that. But those who trust, my translation says that wait or hope in the Lord. The idea of that word, usually translated wait on the Lord, will renew their strength. Now, renew is a good translation, but often that word was used in an exchange. And I think that's what he's going for here. Those who wait on the Lord will exchange their strength for his strength. I have seen this so often in my life. When I've come to God in prayer and God renews me. When I was maybe at my end emotionally, maybe struggling spiritually, maybe weary physically and I come into the presence of God and I'm refreshed and renewed and restored and all of a sudden an exchange has taken place I was living life in my own strength and now I'm living life in his strength it's an exchange he renews us when Megan was little um, she hated to go to bed I mean she hated it and uh, we had gotten her this little toddler bed because she'd learned how to crawl out of the baby bed. And uh, she would not stay in the toddler bed. So what we did is we put a child gate across her door 
so that uh, she'd kind of wind down in there and eventually fall asleep. And some days we'd, we'd, we'd come and we'd find her and she'd have a toy in her hand. She'd just literally drop where she was with the toy. Sometimes we'd find her right beside the child gate, longing to get out. She'd fall into sleep right there by the, by the child gate. But even toddlers with all their energy get tired and weary and give out. When we are giving out, we can exchange our strength for his and be renewed spiritually. I love what he says, uh, your mercy is new every morning. But it's not just his mercy. There's new grace for each day. The Bible says that my God will supply your need. He supplies every day the grace that we need. Jesus said, don't worry about tomorrow. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. Sometimes you're going to need grace just to get through today. But God will give the grace as you ask him. He'll renew you for a new day. He refreshes us. He strengthens us. He renews us. And I love this one. He lifts us. He lifts us. Verse 31. Those who trust in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not be weary. They will walk and not faint. Have you ever, has anybody in here ever flapped with your arms and flown up above the clouds? Anybody here? No. Has anybody here ever run a race, a marathon, Some of you might have run a marathon. I don't know. Have you ever run a marathon and not gotten tired? I know the answer to the question before I ask it because my dad ran one. And he told me there's a wall you hit. Have you ever walked consistently without stopping for two weeks? Anybody? We have our limits, don't we? But what, what happens is when God enters the picture and he begins to give us his strength, he lifts us. And from what I understand, when eagles fly, they soar based upon the wind. And when a storm comes, it just lifts them up even higher. They soar above the storm. Did you know that God is able to lift you above the storms of your life? He's able to lift you above the challenges of your life. Elisha was surrounded by opposing troops that the king had sent to kill him. He said, God opened my servant's eyes because all of the angels were around in their battle with Jeria. They're more with us than there are against us. Guess what Elijah did for his servant in that moment? He lifted him above the problem. 
It was a change of perspective, but it was also the reality. There is no problem that can come to us that is too difficult for God. He's able to lift us above it. I remember the story about the, the, the man whose two daughters had been killed. And he's, he's on this, this voyage, and he writes this word, these words, It is well with my soul. It is well. It is well with my soul. Though Satan should buffet, though trials should come, but this blessed assurance control that Christ has regarded my helpless estate and has shed his own blood for my soul. It is well, whatever may come. It is well with my soul. I tell you, the only way that you can say that in the middle of that kind of trial is if God is bringing you and lifting you above it with his supernatural power. There's something about the supernatural enablement of God that can help us come above what we face. I had a, a professor who was persecuted overseas, and he shared how he would be sitting outside hearing the guy before him being tortured for his faith, and he would be praying, God, help me not to deny you when I go in there. And he said he, he, he never knew what was going to happen when he went in, and he said, somehow God sustained me through it. You know what I believe he did? I believe he lifted him up above it and enabled him to go through that. There may be difficult days ahead, but can I tell you, God is still on his throne. No matter what happens in our nation, no matter who gets elected, that God is still sovereign. I like what one scripture says. I've never seen the righteous forsaken or their seed begging for bread. God's faithful. He can lift you above. So, how does God comfort us? In his comforting work, he refreshes us, he strengthens us, he renews us, and he lifts us. Those who wait on the Lord. This idea of waiting... has the idea of anticipation. When you wait on God, you, my translation says trust. That's one aspect of it. You're trusting that God is going to see you through. You're relying on Him in the midst of your trouble. You're waiting on Him to intervene. Have you ever had those times of life where the waiting just seems to get longer and longer? But you wait with anticipation. As you do this, as you come into God's presence in prayer and you get your faith restored so that you can wait, <clears throat> what God says is, I will come alongside you and I will refresh you. I will strengthen you. I will renew you and I will lift you above the trials that you're facing so that you can continue on in following me. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your comforting word. <clears throat> thank you for the fact that you're faithful to come alongside us in the midst of our difficulty and hardship and waiting periods of life. And you're able to give us what we need to persevere. 
Father, I pray for each person here today that knows Jesus Christ, Lord, that you'd give them this special grace. Father, help us to do our part in seeking you uh, in our personal daily devotions with you and coming to this place to find encouragement with God's people and and being in those situations, Father, where um, you do comfort us and encourage us. But But God, we ultimately look to you because we know that you're able to provide encouragement wherever we are or whatever we're doing. And so, Father, I pray that you would do that in each one of our lives. Help us to trust you. Help us to wait on you. Help us to hope in you.